On this week's show, Sheppy United new boy Jack Midson tells us all about his hopes at the Ites. I've been travelling around the country for, for 20 years. Um, got a young family, so it's nice to spend some time at home. Um, and a, on a football club that is has the, the, the basis there to, to be a lot higher. And after snaring Danny Kedwell, Helens and Blair boss Simon Halsey is looking forward to a good season. Hello everyone and welcome to the fourth season of the Kent Only podcast. Yep, three full seasons and we're still not bored. Hopefully you aren't either because we're going to be back with you all the way through the 2021 campaign, which we're sure we'll have plenty of thrills and spills, ups and downs, twists and turns and any other cliche you can come up with. While our clubs have gone out and about scouring the county and beyond for new signings, the board here at KNLP Towers have decided that if it's not broke, they don't intend to fix it. Although, given the news coming out of Sky Sports this week, changes may be afoot sooner rather than later. Uh, so, uh, anyway, as always, I'm John Phipps. And Manny, this week has been recognised from Instagram. And on the line now, although it's a Teams meeting really a line, is the ying to my yang, the morecambe to my wise, the ant to my deck. A man who's just got back from his holiday. It's my good friend, Mr Matt Gerrard. How are you, mate? Not bad. So, what, what Instagram, you got a blue tick or something, have you? No, someone, we, we, we were in a shop last night. And uh, someone said, oh, I recognise you. Oh, I've seen you on Instagram. All oh, right. You're not on Instagram, are you? Yeah, I, I am. But so is the, the, the business. He'd seen our picture when we put one on on, uh, on Instagram for, for for the guest house. So, uh, oh, right. well, he, mate. yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'm, I'm so internet famous. Yeah, well, I will do if anyone asks. Uh, well, 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 it's nice to be noticed, I suppose, isn't it? Well, exactly. How was your holiday? Uh, wet. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was good. That was nice to get away. Uh, the weather wasn't uh, all the lovely weather we've had. It was sort of windy, and if you know the Cornwall, Cornish coast, so. But it was a nice time to be, all, you know, nice away. We came back yesterday because my daughter went to secondary school today, so, and she returned from school and she wants to go tomorrow. So that's good. So that's um, a proud parent moment today, seeing my eldest go off to secondary school. So um, there you go. 1986, I started secondary school. That's the year I started primary school. So there you go. So 1986. So that's crazy, isn't it? Where does the time go? Where does the time go? So, but there you go. Onwards and upwards. Indeed. Um. So whereabouts in Cornwall were you? Uh, Bude. Oh, nice. Very nice. So yeah. So it was okay with the weather. We had one sort of afternoon on the beach, but it was just like windy and rainy. It's a bit, you know, it, it was quite nice in Broadstairs this morning, but now it's a bit cold and wet again. But you know, it, it was nice to be away. The caravan was good. So, yeah, it, all in all, it was a lovely time. And now we, we, we um, well, the kids go back to school and I'm back to work for a bit, then probably be off again. But, um, yeah, so, and then the football season is coming around thick and fast. Well, exactly. That's the, that's the key thing. And obviously we're back because the football season is coming back soon. So that's uh, that, that's that's a good thing. And we'll, we'll do more of the of the chat about the rest of our lives uh, later on. And obviously we don't normally record shows on Thursday afternoons, but this weekend's given us an absolute minefield uh, as the season kicks off on Tuesday for some of our clubs. And with it being a busy bank holiday weekend, we thought only fair to give you some sort of season preview, even though it's very much starting in stages while our skiffle clubs play their first game of the season next week. Our National League clubs won't kick off for another 31 days after that. Apparently, it's all down to some virus or something. I think we've talked about it before. Now, despite the number issue that we discussed at the end of last season, I'm just going to ignore my own see and plough on regardless. Uh, so this is episode number 134, 134 episodes. I oh, know, it's unbelievable. Uh, it's also what, the... What, what number? 
will we end the final game of the 2020-21 season? Will we get 50 episodes in? I don't think it'll be 50. I'd ima- oh, hopefully it'll be done and dusted by the end of end of May. So, so it could be we could finish on 180. Every possibility, yeah. That that could that could be a realistic aim, yeah. Like, well, we try and well, if the season completes itself, I see Pog, Paul Pogba has got Paul Pogba exactly, yeah, got coronavirus today. So, um, and I think there's a couple of non. But again, we're moving off from the coronavirus because the season's going on. So we'll try and hopefully get to 180. Exactly. 134 is uh, the record number of running touchdowns recorded by George Reed, who played for the marvellously named Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the Canadian Football League. Now, North America does a lot of things worse in sport than we do, but team names sure aren't one of them. I used to, also used to be fond of a now defunct minor league basketball team called the Arkansas Rim Rockers. Uh, give me that over Dover Athletic any day of the week. Do you have any favourite wacky American team names, Matt? No, we've all been rim rocked over the time, though, haven't we? <laughs> all, have all you? Been, Speak for yourself, <laughs> mate. <laughs> All been there. Um, uh, no, I'm not, again, I'm not really sort of, you know, it's like the Ken Spitfire. It's all a bit, it's just Ken, isn't it? So, um, if we, I suppose, uh, no, not really. No, I'm not really into America. Minnesota Vikings, I suppose. But certain things, you've got to change names these days. We're not going down that route because I think more of a... Come a on, Washington. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so anyway, let's uh, kick off the new season with an interview. Over the past few weeks, there's been a veritable who's who of strikers checking in at Scaffold Clubs. And with us already said their season starting on Tuesday, albeit with the FA Cup, there's going to be very much a Scaffold flavour to this week's show. We spoke last season about Chatham strengthening, which has got even stronger since then. Glebe have got Charlie McDonald alongside Jamie Philpott. Many other teams have also moved to strengthen their front lines. Having lost their top scorer, Dan Bradshaw, to Chatham, a few glances were cast in the direction of Sheppey United and people wondering who they may bring in. And in the end, they pulled two belters out of their bag as their M&M strike force was announced. And it's safe to say it's a tasty pairing as Warren Mfula and Jack Midson signed on at Home Park. And yesterday I was able to catch up with Jack Midson to chat to him about all things ites, starting by asking him what made him decide to join Sheppey United. Yeah, I've, um, I've been in quite close contact with, with the club for a while now. Um, I run one of my academies on the island, which we started at, um, at Sheppey United as well. So, you know, ever since then, I've not been in good contact with with Matt, the chairman, and a few other of the lads. And um, no, it's just I wanted to concentrate on playing for as long as I could. So, I wanted to concentrate on playing for another another couple of seasons at least. Um, you know, I could could manage, could coach, but I just want to concentrate on playing. So it's quite relaxed there, quite chilled and you know, I can help out where I need to, where they want me to, coaching and managing, but I'm uh, more than happy you know, playing and go from there. So I suppose obviously you're, you're nearly 37, as you probably won't thank me for reminding you, but you've still got that hunger. Yeah, yeah I have, yeah. I think that's, uh, obviously I keep playing. Uh, everyone keeps telling me a long, long time retired and, you know, touch wood, I feel physically fit and obviously scoring a few goals still, so... You know, I'm going to play for as long as long as I can. I'm sort of done with travelling around the country at the moment. <laughs> well, you know, I'm busy with with football and coaching in the academy. So, football-wise, it's 25 minutes from my house. Um, you know, I've been travelling around the country for for 20 years. Um, got a young family, so it's nice to spend some time at home. Um, and on a football club that is as the, the the basis there to to be a lot higher. Um, I know Matt, the chairman, is, is pushing for that and getting good publicity for the club and 
people that have been down there realise what a, what a good club it is at that level. So, you know, I'm happy to be part of that and hopefully I can help them on the journey and uh, be a part of the football club for a long time. It's going to be quite a season, isn't it, in the Southern Counties East League? Because a lot of teams have got a lot of good forward players and Sheppard United Strike Force is going to be up there with the best of them. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And I know the others that have gone to different places as well. And, you know, the Chathams and the Glebe, um, you know, the lads that have gone there, I've played with and played again. So it should be it should be a good competition, really, and some, some feisty games. But, you know, we're, um, yeah, just because that's sort of, that league and that level on the map, really. Um, you know, for me personally, it's not not about the money. I'm not sure about the other people's budgets and what they've been paid, but you know, that's that's their prerogative. Um, you know, that's that's not my motivation at the moment. I want to keep playing for as long as I can and and try and build something with with a football club that's quite local to where I live in Maidstone. And obviously, you've been sort of with Sammy for coaching for a few seasons now, and I suppose it will be nice for you to be able to focus on playing again. Yeah, the idea of the last couple of years was to, to not play as much, but then I ended up playing almost every game again, <laughs> which which is not a bad thing. It's kept me fit, and I've, I've like you say, I've got that hunger to play and pretty much done every training session as well. So um, I enjoy keeping myself fit, and it's easily when you stop training and stop playing, it's, you easily get out of that sharpness and that mindset. So you know, I've kept that mindset going, and it keeps me fit and. And mentally, it keeps you you ticking over, um, especially with the, the way with everyone's been at the moment with, with the lockdown and the COVID. It's uh, even more important now just to concentrate on playing and staying local to to my family and, and friends where I live. And obviously, Sheppard United, when things are allowed to be back to normal, they've got a great fan base, as, as I'm sure you're aware. And, and I mean, what, what a great place to play football at this level. It's a fantastic place to play. Yeah, the, the pitch has always been good as well. It's always a good good surface and people want to come and play there, which is probably a bit of a disadvantage sometimes when people turn up at, in this league and think, oh, this is nice. But, you know, it's, that's up to, to us to make it a fortress. Um, yeah, I'm happy to be there. Um, it's not going to be as easy as, as people think playing at a lower level because there's some good players there. Some good players in our team, which I've seen, um, and some good players in the other teams. Um yeah, like I say, it's, uh, we've got to try and make it a fortress if we can and not not have people turning up thinking, oh, this is nice and we'll play better football. So I'm looking forward to the season. It's, it's going to be tough, though. Looking at your career, and obviously you started in the non-leagues, you've had a, a go in the league, but do you think your, your background in non-league is, is what's given you that hunger to just keep on playing? Whereas if you'd been in the academy system, it might be different. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. Um, it can work the other way though because I probably played more men's football than, than most people as well you know right from a young age when when I signed at YTS there um, in the first season 16, 17 I was, I was training with the first team and made some first team appearances so you know you go straight into men's football and that's, that's the make or break for, for a lot of the youngsters coming through you know they're, they're happy staying at their academies and, and playing sort of under 18s and, and stuff like that but can you make that transition then into men's football, um, whether that's non-league or, or football league, like you say, um, you know, you have to have that, that desire and that hunger. You can't just have one thing without the other. Um, from what I've found that sort of being in, in the football league and coming back out, um, I've had to have that, that motivation and that determination to get back into the football league, um, which some people struggle with. And 
you do hear a lot of people saying, oh, I, I should have done that, I should have played that, but, you know, unless you've got that mental strength and that work ethic, um, you're not going to do it. So I will still show that same work ethic in this league than I, than I did in League Two. So that won't change. Are you the sort of person who sets a target or do you just see how the season goes? No, I have done in, in years. You know, as a striker, people always want to set targets and, you know, the strikers want 20 goals a season, don't they? So, you know, that's not going to change for for anyone. So that's that's a little target there. But I think I offer a lot more than just standing around the box and scoring goals. You know, I, I put the miles in. I get back in the shape like we had to last night. against Ramsgate. We had to sit back in our shape and, and let them have the ball at times. But then, you know, we won it back well um, and created a lot, a lot of chances. So, you know, there's... There's a bit of brains and, and energy that we need to mix together and, and experience and, and the youth should set us in good stead for the rest of the season. And obviously Warren Fuller is, is alongside you as well, or he's joined as well, and he's a, another great signing for Sheppey United, and one that people are looking at and saying, you know, he's an impressive player, and I guess you'll be looking forward to, to working with him. Yeah, he is a good player. Yeah, there's, there's some other good players, midfield, attacking, defence, but yeah, obviously being in close contact with him, I've, I've seen him score a few goals out of nothing and he he, he comes alive and he's, he's unplayable at times um, you know last night he had a he had a couple of chances so that's the main thing I said to him as long as we're getting chances um, and then when we're fully match sharp and match fit then we can convert more chances than, than maybe we have been at the moment but no he's, he's an exciting player and I'm sure there's a lot of other clubs that are after him um, and we're lucky to to have him and we need to, to play him to his strengths to, to get the best out of him and uh, obviously you start the season with the FA Cup, which I guess is an unusual experience for you, but a, a, a game that's really important for the club to try and progress in the FA Cup. Yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't think the FA Cup was, was going to happen this year, um, especially not at, at this level here. I thought it was just going to sort of progress on and, and maybe start the, the later qualifying rounds or even round one, just to get some FA Cup football into the higher leagues. But no, it's really good. And it, it is strange, first of all, playing that, first game of the season and even then on a Tuesday night normally you get the replays on a Tuesday night but no so there's going to be a, a few things during the season that just going to be like that and games that might be on games that might be off and a certain amount of fans in a certain amount of fans out but you know we have to keep doing what we can do and training as normal prepare for the matches as normal um, and then obviously show the same attitude and desire to win games in the league and in the FA Cup and I've had some really good experiences in the FA Cup so hopefully I can again even though it's even even more qualifying rounds to get to say the first round but that would be amazing to do again um, a lot of people say in the FA Cup that you have, you have good runs but you know some people have played a long time have never had a, a cup run so to recreate that some of the other lads with me would, would be amazing and it's Sutton Athletic for you first up, and, and you may not be aware, but last year they had a brilliant run in the cup. They beat a team from the league above six 0 in, in in the next round on. So it's not a game you can take lightly, is it? No, we won't take we won't take any matches lightly. And although it's different this year, it's still still going to have that cup feel. I would think about it. Whether you're playing home or away, left that, that FA Cup feel, which is which is the magic of the FA Cup. But now we've played we've played teams lower and we've played teams higher and pre-season um, another another couple of games but no we, um, we won't take anyone lightly whether they're higher or lower throughout the season and just prepare ourselves 
right. We can do a bit of research on the other team, but we know we can be disciplined, uh, keep our shape and impose our football and our threats on teams. Um, we could beat most teams around us. And just finally, what, what, what's a successful season for Sheppey United? Because it's going to be t- tough at the top, but Sheppey, one of the teams who will hope to be involved in the picture all the way through. Yeah, people keep saying about who's favourites and that, and I, I don't think Sheffield will be favourites to go up, but you know, maybe that works in our favour to, to to aim for that and more motivation for promotion. I know the chairman's hungry for promotion. They even said that they, they were still confident about it last season. They might have might have got in there and through, through playoffs or through the automatics, but you know, the aim is all, always to finish as high as you can up the table and you know, we've got the potential to do that. So, you know, finish as high as we can and see where it takes us. And a little cut run will be lovely with it. That's the, that's the target. It's, it's good to hear, Matt, that Jack Midson is, says, oh, well, I just want to focus on my football and score some goals. And and that's, that's that's a great attitude that he's got. And Sheffield United have pulled off an absolute masterstroke bringing him in, haven't they? Yeah, I had to look at his career, um, Jack Midson. Because I remember him at Wimbledon, but he... He sort of did the non-league scene, so he knows the non-league game. Histon, etc. started at Stevenage, but you know, still scoring goals for Leatherhead, Hemel Hempstead, and also um, Concord. There, clearly, Sammy Moore, who he was with before, maybe not going back into management. Maybe he's going to be playing somewhere. But yeah, I think it's a, a good signing. But there's goals, goals, goals galore in the um, in the in the scaffold. And I, I think him and Mafula will be an absolute handful because Mafula, I've seen him. For Dartford a couple of times. I thought there was a player in there. He's gone through the levels up and down a little bit. But good partnership. And Jack Midson on a par with Danny Kedwell. I'd probably say his experience in this league. And I'm sure... Um, I, saw, I think we've got a few AFC Wimbledon listeners here. They probably want to go and watch some scaffold games. Because they could probably see uh, a couple of their old players. But yeah, decent sign in there. Looking out for him. And you know, we had a soft, soft spot for Sheffield. Because they're one of the first clubs we sort of um, covered on there. And they've been really good to us. And you mentioned that... It's a good place to watch football and their fans are, are quite boisterous and get behind the team. So I think they're in for another cracking season. And I think the scaffold is going to be such a great league this year. It certainly is. And I thought what was really interesting there, and I, and I kind of stand by this, is that players who've had their grounding in non-league football are more likely to come and finish their careers down in non-league football. You look at the players that are dropping down into the non-leagues at the moment, and it is your Midsons, your Kedwells, um, you know, players who've, who've started off and worked their way into the league, but I think they still just play it for the love of it. And I guess that's something that you get when, you, when you've when you come through the academy system and, and, you know, from the age of 14, 15, it's just been football, 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 football. I think when, when you drop out of the league, you just think, oh, well, that's that. But when you've got that grounding in non-league football, I think you, you've still got that hunger to want to keep on going. And, and Jack Midson, um, he's actually 37 the day after my birthday, so in a couple of weeks' time. And he's still got that that passion, and, and that's that was really great to hear. And I, I did really enjoy hearing that from him. Yeah, I, I, I think what you probably find is that the players that may have started the non-league want to give something back as well. The non-league's been a stepping stone for them to go and play into the league, like Vincent's done. He's quite local, Sheppey, a good club, and he wants to give something back. And, and, he, and he, I think probably the management side when he was travelling to Hemel Hempstead, that was probably a bit of a trek for him. Maybe he wanted to get back in the game of it all get playing and he's just want to enjoy himself and scoring goals uh, and as I mentioned before Scaffold is going to be such a competitive league this year I think um, and I think the competitiveness will be in the who's going to score the most goals as well and I'm sure Jack Midson and the Kedwells of this world 
and the players we've seen the Dan Bradshaw is people are going to say right I'm the number one in this league I want to prove it and show it so a really good thing and I, I, Jack we've always said good things about Jack Midson being a, a good team player so um, a good signing for Sheppey Exactly, because I, I suppose at this level as well, when you bring in a player like Jack, it's not just about the, the, the goal scoring and the name. It's about the personality as well. And from that chat there, he, he sounds like a really nice fella. And uh, and all those players at Sheppey will gain so much from being on the same pitch as him, I'm sure. Yeah. Are we, are we saying that Sheppey are going for it as well, John? Trademark going for it with that sort of <laughs> signing. They've seen the other players. They've lost Bradshaw. Um, are they looking at other clubs and thinking, because I know we, you, you mentioned to me that the chairman, you know, has had this deal in the pipeline for a while, hasn't he? So he, he's been pretty confident that his players are going to be up for the challenge. So do you think it's it's a bit of a gamesmanship between all the sides now thinking right, how this is going to go? Oh, I think it's it's really interesting. And, and I've I've spoken to a few people off the record. And, and I just wonder if you were a team, there's obviously... Chatham, as you say, going for it. Uh, And obviously, Sheppey United, I think with those signings, they're putting a marker out. Um, you know you're going to get a good good sides from Beckenham, Tunbridge Wells, and and uh, and obviously Corinthian as well. But there's you know there's nothing about them. But I wonder if you're a, if you're a mid-table uh, scaffold team, and I'm not this I, this is no no disparaging against these, but Irith and Belvedere, Deal Town, um, Beersted. I wonder if you were them, would you look at this season and think, is it worth chucking loads of money at this this year? Should we not just, there's going to be no relegation. Should we not just say, right, let's just chill it out a little bit, leave it, leave it as it is and, and just get by this season. And then next year, when all the, when at least one, if not two of those big spending teams or, or teams that are just really good are out of the way then do you try and push and make something happen next year? So I think we're already lining up. I mean, the, the 2021 season hasn't even kicked off yet. And I already think the scaffold in 21-22 is going to be brilliant. So, you know, what does that say? Yeah, it's an interesting one. You mentioned the likes of Deal, who we know quite close, that will they look at it? But maybe they want to test themselves as well in this division and see, right, how we can, how can we do better? What can we do to try and um, compete with it? It's going to be tough, I, you know, one of the guys I know at Deal, you know, he knows that sort of money's been banded around with it. And, and he said that Deal can't compete with that. But the, there's a lot of teams with a lot of pride in this division who want to maybe take some of these big boys under. And it's such a competitive league with some good players in there. I, I think they will, um, you know, it will be some part of it there. And maybe that's why the important is a cup run to game. get some money in to can be a bit more competitive as well if you can do it. But there is some big teams in there at the top of the table and you're expecting the scaffold to, to see those sides hitting the ground running. So the teams that start best could be the one that goes through and, and does really well at the end of the season. Exactly. One manager told me, um, I think he was tongue in cheek. We aren't signing strikers, uh, just loads of defenders and hoping for the best, um, which I don't think was actually true. But, um, but you know, it is one of those things where you're coming up against it. But if you're one of those teams who, who aren't the, the big spending ones, how easy is it to, motiv- to motivate your players against them by just saying, look at all these. Don't you want to don't you want to beat them? And I think, you know, Chatham certainly are going to find themselves, everyone is going to want to beat them this season. And I think that's going to be interesting to see how they cope with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they've, they've got a very good manager, haven't they? And um, got Lindsay, who knows the level. He's brought some 
real quality and experience at, at that level. You expect them to be favourites, but again, he's not going to treat anybody like the Eris and the Deal Town with any less respect than he would do the rest of the division. He knows what a competitive division it would, it is, and they'll look to go for it um, from there. But yeah, I'm so looking forward to it, how the season starts. And when we're going to put a pound in every time there's we're going to give, are we giving a pound for every, charity, yeah, charity every nil nil there'll be. Be, yeah, so yeah, I think we'll do that. If somebody can nominate a charity, we'll, we'll do that at the end of the season. We'll put some money in. So absolutely. Um, one strike, one big signing that I didn't mention earlier on, but Matt has mentioned his name a couple of times. Was the absolutely stunning capture of Danny Kedwell from for Hollands and Blair, the Medway lad joining a Medway club after his exit from Haven Waterlooville. Uh, a great signing that had boss Simon Housie grinning from ear to ear. And just as I was trying to join Matt's team's meeting without any links to actually click on it, I caught up with Simon Housie, uh, and of course I started asking about Danny Kedwell and how that move came about. Yeah, I think the massive capture of the club. Um, you know, obviously. Danny, uh, Danny had a, uh, uh, obviously a connection with Tiggy and they got together speaking about it and we all got involved and you know, obviously he's signed for the club now, um, which he said he always would do. It's a big boost for the, for the morale of the club and you know, if we can get you know, if we can get another 20 supporters through the door when Jules are away and they want to come and watch him then it, it, it's good and that part of it for the club is good but for me as a manager to have him in, in the squad he's been snacking for the for the rest of the team to uh, have a focal point again because obviously last year we had a very good year um, and now we've got Ped so yeah no over the most over the moment he's, uh, you know, he's working on his fitness as we all are pre-season and we're getting there has, has Danny still got the hunger do you think to, to, to score lots of goals for you? yes 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 I'll say so I'll convince you that's the reason he's come I can imagine that's the reason he's come is uh, he's still got the hunger I think obviously he's local so it suits him it suits him now um, but I think he's still got the hunger. I've seen that in the games that he's played and, you know, just in the change room and he's still got the hunger. So, you know, it'll be good for us. It'll be good for us. And I suppose it's, it's just a must be a massive boost to, to, to the whole club to have a man like him. And I suppose your other players will feed off his experience that, that he's got. Yeah, that's, that's the big thing. That's the big thing. It's, uh, it's uh, a thing that hopefully... They quite rightly said there that the rest of the players can, can feed off his experience in same situations, how to manage the game and training, and just in general, I think we've got you know we've got a, a couple of youngsters in the side, and hopefully they can they can be starting their careers with us, and he can give experience those things that put me a good step for the next perhaps 20 years of their career, hopefully. It's going to be quite a division, isn't it? There's certainly some some big names in terms of strikers across the whole scaffold. So I suppose it's exciting times. I don't reckon there's going to be many nil-nil draws, do you?
myself and the club, I think, uh, as well. You know, Joe's a, a, a great player at this level and the one level above. And, um, you know, we've got him and he, he's, he's coming in. He hasn't played for over a year nearly and he's come in and played the last uh, three or four pre-season friendlies and he looks like the boots have never been off his feet. Yeah, and of course you brought in Matt Gething as well, who's is, is, is a decent goal scorer. And, and you mentioned Joe Kane. I, I was going to bring him up because I remember him being Ramsgate captain. I think it was just yeah. after you left Ramsgate. But he's, 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 they're, they're top players, aren't they, that you've brought in? Yeah, I think yeah, Matt's, Matt's work rate's been great. Obviously, he's got Fjord. Fjord's had a couple of little knocks last year. So he's just getting over now. So he hasn't really got going yet. But Fjord's, you know, Fjord's, a, Fjord's a machine. Uh, once we can get him playing how we want him to play, he's going to be another great sign for us, though. So. You know, we've got and also we've got Harry King on back, and we've got um, Darren Cooper back. Who, you know, a lot of us haven't kicked the ball since mid March, but I lost them two in mid January. So then two boys, they haven't really kicked the ball in uh, nine months, and you know, I, I want to get them back to full speed because they're good, good lads last year. You know, when, when we lost both of them um, in one week, we, we, had, we had a slump as a team. That's how important they are to, to us, and I need to get them back to where they were last January to uh, give the service to the Keds and Matt Geffen and Fjordy and then obviously Luke, Luke Arby's come on last night and Luke, I'll give Luke 25 minutes last night and to be fair, he, he should have scored a hat-trick. <laughs> He did. I did see him on Twitter, actually. It's a funny one this season as well. Obviously, starting uh, not only midweek, but also with an FA Cup tie. You're away to Collier's Wood. Do you fancy your chances there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we've, apart from the last two games, we've, we've, I've picked the teams up a little bit. Uh, up until then, we've been playing well. And, you know, I think um, I think when the business part of the season comes, as with everyone, I think players, you know, they, you know, we, we talk to them as management and coaching staff and say to them, you know, you know, it's only... It's only pre-season, but we need to give it all. You know, I think we all we're all managers. We all know that then players are holding a little bit back till it till it really kicks off, and then then they up the gears. You know, they work hard in training, they work hard during the games, but there's nothing like that that competitive edge on a, a three o'clock on a Saturday or at seven forty-five on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. And I think you know we'll, we'll be ready for that. And so we'll go up there and we're gonna we're gonna walk it, but we'll, we'll be ready. We'll be ready without a doubt. And just finally, how important is, is an FA Cup run to the club? It'd be great to, to get fewer few rounds and get some prize money in the coffers. Yeah, you know, as with not just not just us, but with every club in, in at this level of football, even even in the even in the level above, you know, you yourself, John, you know, then a little paychecks are, you know, we, you know, we're trying to get track suits and training kit and add to this and add to that, and you know, the players want it all. And I said to them last night, you know, this is this is where next week's where. We have to uh, we have to earn the right to win the game so we can we can afford to get the tracks into the ball, uh, you know, better, better training stuff. Um, and that's, that's really realistic what it is. And obviously, with all the clubs missing out on uh, revenue over the last six months, every club is going to want to win, the, you know, one or two rounds of this, these early stages just to try and put a better revenue in the club. You knew Kedwell was around. You knew Kedwell was possibly available. And there was a few clubs, and I was thinking, oh, he could join any one of those. Hollands and Blair were not at the top of my list of places I expected him to be. And that all of a sudden took Hollands and Blair from a side who were top six last year to a side of, oh, hang on, they could do something. And Simon Halsey, a manager who knows the level above, has won this league before. He's got some other good players in there as well. They could be one that comes up on the ropes. It, it, it's it's a sign into you know because Kedwell clearly could probably still do a job in the in the national league for you know you know he's getting on a bit but you know he, he scored a lot of goals for Havant last season he was 
very well. You know, absolutely, he was sort of the talisman there. It was, you know, 18 months ago, it was rumours that he was going to come to Dover as well, in Dover, that situation, because they needed a leader. He will lead from the front. I remember seeing him in the Kent League when he played for Herne Bay. I think I was at the game when, I think Amy Pennock was actually there scouting him back in the day, you know, a good 15 years ago, and he was an absolute handful then. But again, giving something back to it, knows the chairman pretty well. He's got his big business with the... Um, the facilities at uh, in Gravesend, so an absolute signing. And you, you know, when I look back, at, when I look down probably at five o'clock on the um, the results, and I'm sure I'm going to see Kedwell's name pop up a lot of times. But Simon Howes, he's got it again. Would something like Chatham be in for him? You never know. He probably had the pick of any side, probably from Conference South downwards. If he wants to stay in Kent, everybody would have taken him. But he's gone there, and we'll have to see what it is. And, I know he runs Epsleet's Academy. Maybe he wants to become a manager as well. But it'll give, I'm sure he'll be a manager for the players on the pitch as well. Simon Howsey, you know, a, a very respectable Mexican manager in the division. But having Kedwell with that experience of what maybe you need that if you're going to play Chatham, what can we do to do it? Kedwell can really help him. Absolutely. And, and as Simon said there, I know you haven't actually heard the interview yet, Matt, uh, but he said he's got some young players in that squad and they're going to absolutely feed off him. And it's similar to Midson. He's, he's a similar age. He's just over a month older uh, than Jack Midson. And, and again, he, he had that ground in at, at Herne Bay and, and made his way up through through the pyramid. And, and I think it's exactly the same situation. Wants to give something back, can still do it. But now we can do it virtually on his doorstep. And, and as, as Simon said there, you know, when if Hollands and Blair are at home and Gillingham are away, that's going to bring people into to, to their ground because people want to come and watch a, an absolute fan's favourite from Gillingham and, and he's still going to be there and, and they'll be able to just enjoy watching him. So, you know, it's 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 an absolutely fantastic sign of Hollands and Blair who, you know, he meant, as Simon said there, Fjord Rogers is a good player. They've got Matt Gething who scored a lot of goals for K-Sports as well and Luke Harvey on the bench too to come on and, and, and cause some, some danger as well. Again, another team that have just got so many options going forward. It's, it, I don't think you can rule them out of this now. And I think that that's a, a, a brilliant signing. They've got quality throughout their team. This league is, yeah, Chatham are favourites. Of course they are because of their forward options. And they've got good players th- throughout their team. But I think after that, it's absolutely wide open. And I think it's absolutely brilliant for, 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 for the league and for us as a podcast as well, because we can talk about this all the time. Yeah, uh, I'm excited about the scaffold from that point of view. When do they, they start the the fifth? Is it? Yeah, so the league starts on the fifth, um, but the uh, but obviously before that uh, they've got the FA Cup, FA Cup uh, yeah. games on Tuesday. So uh, we will run through the fixtures on Tuesday, uh, which are for uh, scaffold Premier and Division One teams. So we've got East Preston against Chatham Town, uh, Lordswood against Hanworth Villa. Glebe host Whiteleaf, so obviously Whiteleaf from the level above. Uh, Hollands and Blairs, we've just heard from Simon Housey, go to Collier's Wood United. It's Kennington against Irith and Belvedere. Stansfeld against Punjab United. Abbey Rangers host Wellingtown. Uh, Tunbridge Wells meet Irith Town. Corinthian at home to Shearwater. Canterbury City have got a long trip to Guildford. Uh, K-Sports host Staining Town Community. It's Marl Oak against Beckenham. Nap Hill against Deal Town. Beersteader at home to Peacehaven and Telscombe. And Sheppey United as we heard Jack Mitson say earlier at home to Sutton Athletic and obviously Sutton Athletic were the story of the FA Cup from a Kent perspective last year so uh, that's an absolutely fascinating tie-in prospect but you would have to say Sheppey United have to be favourites oh yeah I absolutely think they will be um, favourites in that uh, thing again I don't know how easy it will be when you will have the same thing when the, the conference sides come in 
the FA Cup. You're basically playing probably your most important game of the season for some of these clubs with the money that it, it comes around from this. Playing your first game of the season, using it maybe as a, a stepping stone for the league. So it's going to be really difficult. And, you know, some of the sides have got a bit of a track on a Tuesday. I think um, it's interesting to see uh, how they're going to work. But I know, would they have rather played the fifth, on the fifth, starting it on a Saturday? Because it can be a bit of a trek after work for some of these players to go round. And the FA Cup, we know, is very, very important. Yeah, it's an interesting one, but I suppose at least they're getting it in because, as Jack Midson said, as you would have heard earlier, that th- there was some time where we thought actually the FA Cup's not going to happen. So these extra preliminary round ties, the fact that they're happening, the fact that crowds are allowed in, uh, it's it's great for, for for all of those clubs. And I'm sure, yes, it's unusual, but I'm sure every manager will just be absolutely keen to get going. And I'm sure if you if you win that game, what what a start to the season! Oh, not only have we won the game first up. But we've also made it through to the next round of the cup. We've got some money in the coffers. And with no replays, these are just one-off ties. And, you know, there's there's four Kent teams definitely through for, from those ties because we've obviously got three uh, all-scaffold ties. How many? Eleven others. How many others do you think are going to join them, Matt? I think it's going to be a, a, a fair few. Seven, eight? Yeah, I, I think looking at it, and they'll know a bit more going into it. Hit the ground running. It's important. I suppose they've had a lot of all these friendlies, etc. Some of these sides working on it, and they're ready to go. I guess, you know, the sides who've got a track, you know, the likes of Deal, Canterbury, going to Guildford and places like that. Guildford, didn't Guildford do well in the Vars last year? I think they did, yeah. Yeah, so they're tough. You know, on a Saturday, you think they're going to be tough, but midweek, it's going to be tough for some of our sides. But fingers crossed, you know, Deal go to Nap Hill, which I think is like Woking way, speaking to them. So that's an it's a trek. Some of the draws haven't been too kind for some of our our sides but we'll look out for the, the results on uh, Tuesday evening we'll do a, probably do a pod next Wednesday won't we, we uh, and we'll will. go from there yeah exactly and I was pulling my hair out when all the draws were made so I was like there's four teams in Eastbourne uh, and why can't one of them just get a Kent team at home and then I looked through the fixtures no actually one of them did technically get a Scaffold team at home because it's Langley Wanderers against Tower Hamlets uh, on uh, on uh, Tuesday night in the FA Cup now if only that had been uh, a Beersted or a Sheppey United, I'd have been absolutely laughing. I'd have been up the road in, in no time at all. But uh, alas, no such joy for me. Yeah, I was hoping that Deal would be at home so that I could go and watch them. Uh, they're not. but um, And again, Canterbury, I've got a bit of... Um, I think the guy I know from Lids joined Canterbury now. So there's a little bit of a um, link, a link there. They'll go, yeah. go there and watch them, but maybe not um, at the moment. So, But again, hopefully that won the scaffold. They've got a 15th, I think. we try and get at least to go to a Deal and have a look at it, really. It'd be fantastic for you, yeah. And, and uh, there is one tie looming that I will be able to go to, which is on the 15th, the, the next round. Uh, but that is if Corinthian beat Shearwater uh, and New Haven win their tie, uh, then I will be able to go and uh, and watch Corinthian just down the road for me at New Haven. So there is uh, one sort of crumb of comfort for me. But uh, I just couldn't believe it. All these draws, FA Trophy, FA Vars, and, and none, they all avoid Eastbourne like the plague. And it's like, if you can play East Preston and you can play Shearwater, you sure as hell can play against... Eastbourne United, you know, or Eastbourne Town. That'd be fantastic for me. So sometime next year, if someone could microwave some of those balls for us, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I was when some of these draws come out, you think, I do feel for some of our sides. And I thought, yeah, it would have been really handy if some of them had, were at home. But it's not to be. But let's hopefully they can get through and then they'll be in there in the, we'll go to the second round anyway. 
Yeah, sticking with the scaffold, um, um, scaffold-related news anyway, there's big news this week about the FA Vars for Corinthian. Uh, earlier on today, on Thursday, a draw was made to see if their now one-off semi-final clash with Hebben will be here in Kent or away in the northeast. Now, I understand uh, that the clubs know uh, whether who's at home in that tie, but for reasons that I really can't fathom, we're not going to find out until Friday where the tie will be played. The date is also to be confirmed, uh, but given have the distance, him, it's got to be on a Saturday. Have you texted him? Uh, yeah, and he said, we know, but we can't say anything. <laughs> why, why, why is it so secret? Because the FA, the, the FA have said it's got to stay until Friday, and, and no one knows. They try, Corinthian, bless them, tried to stream, live stream the draw um, on Instagram, and the, the FA told them to take it down. So, uh, well, the, 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 the days of having it mid... So, basically, they could have to go northeast. They're not yeah. having it in the middle of the country. No, it's a one-off tie, and it'll either be at Corinthian or it'll be at Heaven. Right. Okay. So, well, uh, but the, uh, anyway, uh, the, the winners of that tie will have their day out at Wembley on Sunday, the 27th of September. And even better news is that it's going to be one of those test event things. So a crowd will be allowed. Uh, let's hope that Corinthian can be the ones who get that day out, because I know a couple of fellas who'd love to go back to Wembley, Matt, don't you? Yeah, it'll be nice. It will be nice. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll take that at home. I, I really don't want to think of the, uh, what happens as well? We get back into the thing. If if, if that part of heaven is if 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 you're in lockdown in various places, does the game still go ahead? Oh, now that is a good question. If and I don't think I'm anyone knows the answer no, to that. So, so, but I, 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 one thing I will be for certain is that I'm pretty sure Longfield won't be in local lockdown, so Corinthians should be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, yeah. Well, fingers crossed that the draw went in their favour. So um, we're not. This is not coming out till Friday, is it? I'll do. I'll probably let it tonight. So. Right. So. So maybe afterwards, the way of his text, was it sound positive? It, it was completely straight down the line. So, uh, you know, he, he said he, he would get in. He said he couldn't tell us anything because he'd get in trouble. So, oh, right, there you go. Uh, yeah. So and obviously he's been winding me up the last couple of weeks after the last show. Um, so I'm sure he doesn't want to get <laughs> after, after I said he I, I gave uh, Tony Russell my manager of the year. And then Corinthian only went and beat him in pre-season as well, didn't they? So uh, but on the plus side, Michael Golding sends a lot of messages to you via me. He says, tell Matt this, tell Matt that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's one of those things. But uh, obviously, Michael, I know you're listening. Uh, I hope you're well. So what is the FA thinking? Are they going to announce it like some sort of massive like national lottery or something? I've got no idea. I've really got no idea. But it will be announced tomorrow or it'll be announced on Friday. Um, so the same for the trophy as well? I would assume so, yeah. And, and talking of the trophy, we had a, an interesting conversation with Harrogate, uh, now a Football League club. Uh, you think there's a chance, Matt, that they might say, no, we're all right, thanks, and, and withdraw from that? Well, I presume it'd be a one-off. But again, do they really want to stop their season? In the thing, and say so, I don't know, they might be playing Salford, not Salford's not a good example. Scunthorpe, are they coming from that league? Yeah, they are. Scunthorpe away. I said, right. No, we'd rather play the trophy, which doesn't mean anything. So it means that's not a stop two league games, wouldn't they? But I, I think, and my opinion on this is, is they got promoted at Wembley with no one there, and if now that supporters are allowed into that game. If you were a Harrogate fan, you'd be thinking we could have our day at Wembley. We could reminisce about that win against Notts County and have a go at it. It's just if they can fit it in around their league fixtures, league cup fixtures, and everything like that. That's the the million dollar question, I suppose. Yeah, they don't want to fall behind in their league campaign already. If you're starting it a little late, but they, again, maybe I'm doing Harrogate a disservice, and they love non-league football and they think the trophy's the greatest tournament in the world. Well, exactly. Right then, let's have a look round the leagues um, for some other transfer bits and pieces. Let's start at the top with one of our just two National League teams we have now. And Dover 
Our roving reporter, Matt Gerrard, has got news of three new signings and a new kit deal. Matt? Yeah, Kappa, which is for the more rotund people for Dover, for me. I like, not that I buy a first-team shirt. will be a little bit um, interesting. But Dover are in the process of announcing as we, new players as we speak. So, um, unfortunately, looks like, as we know the financial difficulties of it, that they are going down the unproven is that a right way of saying would you describe some of these players unproven i'd say so yeah, yeah there's a, um josh josh beckson who has been training with them last season from what i gather has come in as goalkeepers lee wargan's gone to chelmsford as he's got a full-time job in education so he's gone back to part-time so and i think they've got high high regard for the keeper um they've got yusuf merson already there of course as the other goalkeeper they've signed tj bramble from gillingham who has been around the houses in the lower leagues of the um the Skeffel and in the uh um, the devon bostic league as well so from that and also um a person we knew about a few weeks ago um louis collins of course son of uh mickey collins seven oaks manager he let us know that Dover were going to sign him and they've announced him today so from I'm going to keep under my hat until I've seen these players, John, where Dover are looking from you're totally unbiased and don't give a monkeys about Dover Athletic. What's your view of those signings? Um, I think it's it's an interesting one. I think um, obviously Louis Collins was at um, Scunthorpe as a, as a youngster and, and obviously had time down at Seven Oaks and and from from what I understand he he had a lot of choices um, but he decided that uh, Seven Oaks uh, that sorry that Dover was the place for him to go um, and I think he's a player with with real potential and I think we know that I think that's a really impressive signing. Uh, the goalkeeper. You, you obviously know more about him than I do. Uh, I looked at it and saw he was at Harlow Town last year, which uh, so obviously that's a step up for him. Uh, and I don't know a lot about about Bramble, but I, I guess that kind of shows that the way Dover have got to go. And it is almost like the Chris Kinnear days, this mate. You've hardly got any squad, and and but you're still a month away from the start of the season, so it's going to be uh, quite a bit of time, I'd imagine, before everything sort of gets get gets in in place completely. And I'm sure. That these three are, are, are just the start, and, and obviously we're waiting for number four. We understand uh, that it's going to be announced at some point uh, on Thursday, but it hasn't quite come up uh, just yet. Uh, the few people replying with screenshot uh, with uh, Photoshop pictures of uh, Messi, uh, so obviously maybe it's him on his way to Crabble, mate. Yeah, you know I was upbeat from you know you know David being very quiet about the situation. Jim Palmer did a video the other way, and he said that the club was still in issues. They've lost a few players. Bobby Joe Taylor's gone to Epsilon. We'll talk about Epsilon in a minute. And he's got on, he's getting more money than he was at Dover. So Dover's, yeah, my theory at the moment, it's going to be a difficult season, but uh, in, people, you know, people will get behind the side. You'll find that the youngsters will be given a chance. Will they be good enough? We'll have to wait and see. But th- we were saying there's a lot of um, good talent in Kent and we've got a chance for TJ Bramble, Louis Collins. Louis Collins could be a total surprise and see how he gets on. So, just interesting times for Dover. It's still a month to go to the season. So I think a lot of fans will be hoping there's a bit more experience. And you never know that the, the gang of six who still are, um, haven't taken their um, 20% pay cut may think that uh, maybe something will come with them and Dover can get experience in. But sometimes it's, it's, it can be a bit of a breath, breath of fresh air seeing new players in who maybe haven't seen it, haven't done it, but maybe have got the passion to try and have, give it a go. So we'll have to wait and see. But... Again, at the moment, if you're from looking from the outside in, 
should probably add that if David finish fifth and bottom at the moment, that would be a fantastic achievement. Who who are the six? I'm going on the basis. I don't physically. Well, we're guessing. I would say Josh Pasley, Will de Havilland, Michael Woods, Oscar Goburn, Jack Munns. Is that six? That's five, isn't it? Five and Stephen Rigg. Right. So I presume they are the players. Rooney could be one of them, and maybe Munns might not be. Depends how we're going to do it. So Dover and he, what he said was if if three of them wanted it and the rest of them didn't, he still can't do it from there. So we'll have to wait and see. And he has to tell knows it's a challenge, what he can bring in. He's still confident he can bring players in who are out of, um, who will, who would have been playing a decent level and can't get a club. So we'll just have to wait and see. So I think the most important thing from a David Ellick's point of view is that at least hopefully they've got a side to watch and that's going to happen just to see how, um, how good they're going to be. But, It'll be at the moment, as you look at it on the 27th of August, if Davis stay up, I think that'll be a fantastic achievement at the moment. I think as well, the fact that actually the, the fact you're going to be the last league to start plays in the hands of, of Dover, doesn't it? It's, it's, you know, you'll be able to see there'll be players who have not got a, a game anywhere in, in League One, League Two. You might be thinking, I want some, some football, I'll be prepared to drop down. And I think, you know, there's no need to rush this at the moment. You've still got you know, what, four weeks to go at least, five weeks to go until the season starts. There's no need to, to panic. No, no, I think the loan system is going to be something that Dover are going to try and utilise as well. Andy Hessenthaler's contacts, again, looking at that, they knew need a bit of experience in in there. People are old hair, dog, do that. I know they were keen to bring in Barry Fuller and he's gone to Dorkin. Um, some Barry Fuller is at 36, 37, at, you know, had a good season for the Gilles, so... Uh, maybe he was out of their um, remit for um, for costings for, for wage-wise. So uh, yeah, it's it's going to be difficult. Yeah, I, th- I think I think that works in their favour a little bit. If you do see players who haven't started the first few games of the season and want to get out, uh, they will um, might be able to bring them in. But it's, I think Dover, we mentioned before, Dover have said they've got issues, and it's probably there's a lot of other clubs who are going to be in the same issue as Dover. Um, it's just if, if they can attract the, the more experienced players, but it's going to be an interesting season. So, uh, you know, last when Dover a couple of seasons ago when Chris Kinnear got sacked, they started really poorly and then they were clear at the bottom. But if Annie has to tell I can do a miracle like that and, and, and get them working, you never know. So I'm not getting too down at the moment, but um, if they got stock put away first game of the season, I'll be a bit concerned. Well, exactly. Um, still pretty quiet at Bromley, but Bromley, one of those clubs with a, with a few sorts of... Um, Vagaries, I suppose, of, of, because of the ground sharing situation, it's quite ridiculous that Cray Wanderers can play at home and get a crowd in, but Bromley can't play at the same stadium, uh, which is, is very, very strange, isn't it? Yeah, I think Bromley must be the only side now who haven't physically signed anybody. Um, they've been very, very quiet from that. They, I don't know if they're back in training, because I think it seems to be everybody seems to be back in the National League. All the sides of the National League seem to be back. Just been very quiet from from Bromley point of view, if they're looking into where they're, they're going, rumoured to be signing a couple of those Dover six and we'll see from there, but maybe Bromley, probably playing it close to their chest of what they're going to do, but I'm sure eventually they'll come out and see what they're doing. But I, I think they'll be fine because I think keeping your powder dry is probably a, a good way at the moment to uh, keep yourself going under the radar. Yeah, exactly. And when, David, when David do announce that other signing, um, I knew about a few of those, those two that came through, a couple of those that came through, but I've got no idea who this person could be. So it could well be 
uh, Messi. So we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> well, exactly. You never know, mate. You never know. Uh, into the National League uh, South and looking at Epsfleet still signing more and more players. Uh, James Dobson, Iffy Allen, Bobby Joe Taylor, obviously formerly uh, of... Um, of Dover Athletic and obviously Maidstone as well. Dartford also signing Dover players, Ricky Modeste and obviously Connor Essam as well. Uh, Maidstone bringing in some new faces as well. It's, it's the, the National League South, I, I tweeted this from the podcast account earlier on. Looks like it's going to be a hell of a division. With There's, again, a bit like the scaffold, loads of clubs are, are signing some really good players. And Dorking Wanderers, you mentioned, they've signed Barry Fuller, signed Wes Fogden. They've picked up my mate Kane Wills as well for, from Eastbourne. It's going to be, there's going to be some teams challenging at the top there and I think at least two Kent teams will be among them yeah I, I think the National League going back to the National League there's going to be your haves and your have nots and Dover will definitely be in the have nots I think the National the National League South could be you could probably say half a dozen maybe to ten sides you think they've got a chance of actually going forward to winning the division absolutely have brought a lot of players in a lot of wide men so you can I think you see going to see how they're going to play next season get it in I think they brought, have they brought a striker yet, Epsley? I'm still waiting on that, haven't they? I can't think of any strikers they've actually purchased. So, But, again, another full-time member of staff. They're going to go for it. Dartford, good signings. Essen, Modest, Aj- uh, Barclay, Ajipong, decent goalkeeper as well, Craig King. If I had to put money on it now, I'd probably say that maybe um, Dartford would be the favourites under uh, Steve King, but there's going to be a, a lot of sides there. Maidstone got on the radar a little bit. But I think, again, they, they know they're not going to spend anything outside their means. So, um, But exciting times in the, in, the, in, the, in the South, you have to say. We haven't mentioned about Tunbridge, but Tunbridge have done their work early doors, haven't they? Haven't yeah. brought anybody in, to, in at the moment. But um, Steve McKim, I think the key part of him was getting the, the main part of his squad from last season signing. So he's done that, and I presume they'll start working on uh, bits and pieces. I think they signed a trophy, didn't they? I think before we discussed him. So yeah, yeah it's just a bit like the scaffold. I couldn't tell you who's going to. Well, nice. I said Dartford now, but <laughs> again, it's, these sides have got to start. Again, the, the, the South they start with the FA Cup, which I don't know is that a, how, important is the, how, yeah. how, how important is the FA Cup this year for sides? A because the money's gone down. And it could be your first game of the season. But it's also money. That's the thing. Even though the money's gone down, it's still money. And that's the, the, the key thing uh, for all these clubs. And you are right, by the way. I've just double-checked. Epsley are yet to sign a striker. So uh, I, I'm sure that, that Dennis Katrib has got something uh, up his sleeve. Very quickly into the Isthmian League Premier Division. Uh, folks in Victor have signed Dave Smith. Uh, obviously a player who's been around a, a lot. But they've lost Ira Jackson. But what a move. Uh, for a friend of the show, Ira Jackson, to Grimsby. Uh, he must be over the moon, Matt. He's, he's a really nice fellow. He's, he's done his time in non-league and he fully deserves his crack at, at full-time football, doesn't he? Knowing Ira Jackson, as I did from when he was coming through at Dover when he was 16, 17, 18, I've never known anybody who had so much confidence in his ability. He was he was there with the season when Miller scored loads of goals. And his feeling was, he scores many as Miller. And he's, and he's been round the houses... You know, his dad was a really influence on his career. Clear wouldn't really test the youngsters out there, didn't really believe in that. So, and he's been around the houses. Folkestone scored a lot of goals. He's good. With, he's good. At, he's got uh, good with both feet. He scored from a set piece. He's sharp. He's quick. And he's one of the players, I'll say now, Ira Jackson will score more goals in League Two than in EF Young. Oh, he's one of the players who will go for. I think he used him as an impact sub. 
people won't know who he is. He'll run around really, you know, he's like a Duracell battery. He won't stop running. He's got quick feet. And I think you'll, I think under something like um, uh, the manager there, what's his name, Ian Holloway, you probably think, you know, we've got a bit of a player here who could be a, an impact because nobody knows, knows much much about him and do a job. So I'm really pleased with him. They're giving him a two-year with another option for a three, third. So they clearly rate him. And I, I think it's a fantastic move for Iron. I really hope, hope he works out for him because he that's all he's ever wanted was to be a professional footballer. And he's got a chance at Grimsby. Am I surprised he's gone there? Arguably, but Ian Holloway knows how to play and knows a player. And I really hope it works out for him. And I'll be really looking out for him. And I think he'll score more than Effie Young. There you go. Oh, there you go. Uh, Margate, uh, obviously, and they had a bit of a patchy start to pre-season, but they're starting to uh, to bring up some uh, some players. They brought um, Connor Evans in, a midfielder, and uh, Bailey Rose, goalkeeper, who spent time at Wellings. So um, he's uh, and Dartford as well. So a handy man yep. between the sticks for them. And, and, and Margate will be hoping that they can can get some form together and get ready to go for the new season. Yeah, I thought that um, Bailey Vose, when they signed him, it must be the um, Jamie Coyle influence there because he was, I think, he was the goalkeeper when of course, he, he was. was the manager from there. Connor Evans, I don't know much about. I was trying to find some information about maybe he was one of the players that worked for, for the trial they had from there. So, yeah, Margate, Jay Saunders, we know what we're going to do. Are they expected to be up there? Again, I don't really know about anybody else, but um, interesting times again. But, good, you know, Jay Saunders then... Well, we don't really know much about this. I think no, the fixtures are coming out tomorrow, apparently, John, aren't they? So they are. 11 o'clock tomorrow. 11 o'clock on Friday. The fixtures for the Ishmael League season will be confirmed. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, with those. We will we will look forward. Uh, will there be Christmas matches? Uh, well, I would imagine there'll have to be this year. And, and uh, yeah. obviously, I say look forward to the fixtures, but I can guarantee you that every team will play uh, the others home and away uh, over the course of the season. So we shall see what happens with that. But yeah, looking forward to that. Cray Wanderers uh, keeping themselves pretty quiet but looking down into the Ismail League southeast and again some more good signings there and the one that's really stood out for me was Adi Yusuf joining uh, Cray Valley uh, and when I tweeted out about the National League South this morning funnily enough someone did reply and say well from a Kent point of view surely that's going to be an incredible league the uh, the Ismail League southeast and and to be fair it was right there's what 12 teams for us to cover in there as he said um, and he said you know you've got Ashford holding strong Herne Bay building Yusuf um, lots of teams making decent signings. So again, it's going to be a, another fascinating league. We'll talk about it more uh, in in a in a couple of weeks' time when they get ready to start the season. But you've got to be looking at it and saying again, there's, there's, there's some impressive players. And what I find fascinating is the teams lower down are going out and signing, impre- making impressive signings. But the teams at the top, Dover and Bromley, are the two who aren't signing anybody. Yeah, I'm hoping that. I take it clubs on this, if the worst comes to the worst and it comes back, they won't be playing players. They've got something in their contract saying, right, if you do, we won't be paying you uh, from, from that point of view. But yeah, I, I think maybe the Isthmian Leagues, they're starting on the 12th, are they? 19th? I think that's the 19th, I think, is the plan, isn't the, it? The, the, the 12th could be the FA Cup again. Certain sides in it should be from there. So that's coming around thick and fast. They're playing a lot of friendlies uh, and we're ready to go. So Exciting times, but looking at that, I think maybe the likes of Hyde will be up there, won't they? In that sort of division. Ashford, of course, with Tommy Warlow, Craig Valley. Yeah, that should be a, a dominated by Kent size. Hastings will always be up there as well. But <laughs> I was yeah, going to say, they'd have something to say about yeah, that. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a great league. And Ramsgate game brought a quite a, you know, Matt Longhurst has brought a quite a few players in who's worked with before. 
maybe moving away from the local area, but seeing where they're going. So, and, and we always look at the likes of Sittingbourne, who, you know, hopefully they'll be okay with a new manager on who finally gets his first game. Whistler as well. Yeah, exciting, exciting times. Could be the most exciting season yet, John, because most of the time we'll be talking about football a lot because we'll be talking about the Saturday games. And if we're doing it on a Wednesday, we'll be talking about numerous Tuesday games as well. So games coming thick and fast in the early part of the season. Exactly. It's going to be tough for us to keep up over the coming months, but uh, we will do our best and we are delighted to be back with you for a fourth season uh, of the Kent Only podcast. And we will follow you. We will follow the football all the way through as it goes on. And uh, yes, delighted to be back. Uh, so that's good news. Anyway, so uh, you went down to Bude. What else you been up to? I actually got asked the other day, when are you seeing Matt next? And I had to sadly say, I, I, I don't know. Uh, no, exactly. I don't know. I physically... Um... Like Socially well. distancing. So yeah, I don't, I don't actually know. I mean, uh, hopefully the twenty seventh of September at Wembley. Is that Sunday? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. See, well, well, we'll have to see if I'm allowed to do things like that. But um, you have to have a word with God, won't you? See if you're looking today. Yeah. Well, again, and going into London, that's the other thing as well. To be honest. Well, yeah, that's true. And on trains and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so from that point of view. Uh, We'll see. Uh, breaking news, Dover have signed Sam Wood, as I mentioned to you earlier, John. Oh, Sam, what a man you are. Sam Wood has joined Dover. Um, I think um, no Dover room. That's a bit of experience there. Sam Wood has signed from Bromley. I knew they were in for him. So that's the 34-year-old um, left back. Um, so there you go. That's the breaking Very news. Very good. So, good sign, Sam Wood. So. Excellent. So Matt Gerard is a man in the know for all the stick we give him. Yeah. Um, um, so, uh, yeah. yeah um, what are we talking about? Well, like this time I see. Well, of course, unless the radio show comes back to the sport going on, which is more Online. chance of me playing at Wembley. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So, apart from that, nothing again. I don't, I'll find out tomorrow when I go back to work what the situation is with work. Hopefully, um, yeah, well, I might be furloughed. I don't really know, but the system's from there. Um, apart from that, you know, kids going back to school and you're into September and Soon it'll be October, then you go from there. We'll have to meet up at some point, though, mate. Yeah, we must do. Yeah, I've got a book to give you. That was all. I think Hayley just wants it out of the house. Oh, I see. I'm talking of books. I did read a good book on holiday. Go on. It's called Close Quarters, and it's about by Neil Harmon. And it's about uh, the season in Wickham Wanderers last season when they got promoted. Oh, nice. It's a bit like, um, well, I'll give it to my dad when I see him at the weekend, but you can more than borrow to borrow. You know, he's a bit more when he's, in, he's got... Um, the he's inside the dressing room he's really got into the heart of the club and it's quite an interesting read and a couple of ones i think one of the the um absolutely assigned a player from wickham uh, who was non-contracted there wasn't playing but part of the squad but never sort of played and he and he gets a very good write-up for being such a good team member so uh, i thought that was a a good um good book to read apart from that i haven't been watching much on the telly i see the spurs documentaries back next week Yep. And I'm hoping that I'm not going to like Jay-Z Mourinho at the end of that. <laughs> and the Paul, Paul Whitehouse and... Um, oh, the Fishing Show. Yeah, I like that programme as well. Oh. And, the, and the Fast Show, which is one of my favourite programmes, which we've discussed before on the pod. They've got, I think they've got a, a new episode this weekend. But apart from that, we're... Um, apart from not a walk-in, I was doing a lot of steps on holiday, which was good for that. Not really... You know, it's the long weekend. Normally we'd be... Saturday football all the time now, isn't it? You're just waiting for the season to start. So um. Exactly. Very quickly on books, actually. I, I've noticed this morning there was a book 
uh, called Football Matters by a chap called Martin Cooper. And it's his sort of diary of visiting Kent clubs uh, over the course of last season. Uh, I tweeted it out or retweeted his tweet. And uh, Martin, I don't know if you know we exist or or anything, but if you'd like to come on the show, do please get in touch with us because we'd love to talk to you uh, about your book and give it a bit of publicity. So uh, hopefully that goes well for you. Yeah, we're similar, really. We've been so busy here and we've had I've had um, my other football work as well. Um, oh, how did that go? Did you, you did the final? Yeah, I did the final. Yeah, I did uh, Bayern Didn't... winning eight two against Barca as well. So it's been really good actually, and uh, even got some praise from them. So that was uh, that was good. Uh, given that we had a brand new system that didn't actually work some of the time, and the shifts came so thick and fast. But uh, yeah, it was really good to be back in doing it. And it starts again with the uh, Nations League next week, so it's uh, absolutely non-stop. So, so you, you, is that every week now? It'll be. Uh, well, it's just when it's just Nations League, Champions League, Europa League. So, oh, um, so start Are you following Chelsea again. I don't know yet. That's not been confirmed yet. So we'll find out uh, over the coming weeks uh, whether that's going to be the case. But uh, yeah, it's been tough. So we've not been watching that much on the table. We've been catching up on an old program we used to watch called The Royals, which is really good. Um, I'm still hoping you're going to watch This Is Us as well. I keep mentioning it to the wife, but she's not keen, mate. When she needs to uh, my watch mum one. Is keen. I need to get my mum on the pod because she absolutely loves it. Watch one episode and your wife will be all love it. I tell you, I promise. We need, you. To get, we need to get some new programs now. Yeah, honestly, mate, you, you you've got to watch it. It's incredible. It's really really good. Um, I've but I've also been wanting to say as well. I've got a thing, right? If you you must be familiar with eight out of ten cats does countdown. Yeah. I have seen that. Yeah, uh, but I've never. I've really... got a really funny thing with it, right? Whenever I stumble across it, I really enjoy it. Whenever I actually sit down and purposefully watch it, I don't enjoy it at all. I don't understand how that happens. Do you? My theory is you shouldn't mess with Countdown because it's such a good programme. No. Why are you trying to make it funny, Channel 4, in these sort of strange sort of times? So, um, yeah. Um, Yeah. I I don't really like Jimmy Carr. That's probably one of the reasons as well. Yeah. Um, he's a bit of a pain. So, but apart from that, I haven't really, no, I haven't been watching much for a while. Cause of course, when we're down there, we have got, um, uh, we have been playing uh, Mario Kart though, John, because you're into oh, that. Oh, nice. It's good, isn't it? So yeah, my wife's really good at it. Is she? I'm not so good. Which you is better start practicing, mate. Yeah, exactly on that. And uh, we've also um, the switch. You know, we, no, I, we, I'm denied about the switch, but we dad when we got it because it is a bloody great bit of kit. So we we'll be trying them. Um, has anybody listen? Got, have they got Super Mario Party and have they completed the ra- the rowing game? We're <laughs> right. so struggling how to do it. We we've got about twenty meters from the end and we couldn't do it. So that will be a, a, a massive family achievement if we physically could. But um, uh, on that basis. But apart from that, we're just plodding along, mate. Really. Now yeah, my daughter's same. at school. She'll start getting work, so I don't have to educate her and uh, things like that. And we'll go from there, really. And, and I swear, you know, and it would be good to meet up at some point. But yeah, we'll try and get something in the diary at some point, mate. Well, maybe um, that your paymasters at, at uh, Radio Kent might say at some point you can have me as a as a yeah. summariser. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, no, it's just as we've been so busy down here, so we we can't complain. Got a nice weekend coming up with um, our little goddaughter coming down to visit with her parents, so that's going to be a nice weekend. And uh, yeah, just uh, living the dream. But obviously, most importantly, we are thrilled. Uh, to be back bringing you the Kent Nonny podcast and thank you everybody for listening thank you to Simon Halsey uh, and of course thank you to 
Jack Midson for his time earlier on this week. Uh, but we really, really appreciate them giving up their time and chatting to us as well. Uh, we really appreciate all of you listening. Get, uh, get in touch with us on Twitter at Kent NL Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Kent Nonley Podcast and you will find us on Twitter. You can find me at John Phipps 81 and you can also find Matt at Matthew underscore Gerard. Uh, obviously, new season. You know, we're still looking for a local Kent band. Have you got a little bit of a music that you could uh, you'd like us to use as a, as a new theme tune or, or would you like to sponsor us? You're more than welcome to get in touch with us uh, and offer us uh, your or millions of pounds. As, it, as our sponsorship with um, Workforce Dimensions ended now. Well, it, it was initially a one season agreement. And I emailed Sam last week and said, you know, do you still want to be associated with us pair of half wits? And he hasn't got back to us yet. So uh, right, that, we'll, well, we'll that, find out. But bad news well exactly yeah so uh but yeah if do if you do would like to have your name read out in this podcast every week then get in touch with us of course we could go the other way we dover athletic are looking for a sponsor we cannot offer any money but we could have the kent non-league podcast well, so, well here's really, the thing right if, really if like kappa jerseys if someone wanted to to give us some money i'd be quite happy to use it to spot or, or if they didn't want to give us money directly I'd be happy for them to pay Dover for us to be their shirt sponsors. <laughs> How good would that be? That that would be funny, yeah. I think the, the, the number I've heard that Dover will be looking for sponsors, it's a lot of money to put on somebody right. like us, mate, to be honest. Yeah. But, um, okay. but again, that, not, have we got a logo? Oh, cool. I'll make if, if if that comes off, I'll make one for him. Don't worry. Look at that exposure we would get from... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Interesting. Well, I suppose we always said we were going to. Do you still sponsoring a player from your business down in Eastbourne? Well, well, they've not been in touch, and obviously the player that we sponsored has gone to Dorking Wanderers, so uh, that's going to be. Oh, uh, oh, 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 did you get your shirt? No, actually, I don't know what we were supposed to get at the end of the season. Because obviously the season never finished, did it? So I don't know what. I don't know if we're owed they've anything done, or they? not. Yeah, they've done us big time, but uh, we shall we shall see if, if something comes of it. But the thing was, was I just sort of speculated to see if we got any business out of it, and we didn't really. So uh, might just have to have to let that one slide next year. But we we shall see if they get in touch with us and offer us a, a nice deal. We'll uh, we might look into it again. But uh, time will tell. And obviously, I'll only uh, get a player who's got a Kent link. I know who it would probably be, to be honest. But uh, we will uh, we we will see what happens with that one down the line. But uh, yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we are so glad to be back, and uh, we will speak to you all next week. And hopefully, good luck to all of our teams in the FA Cup. Hopefully, this time next week, we'll be talking about all those teams that have made it through to the next round. Thanks for listening. Speak to you then. Great to be back. Season four. Here we go.